Welcome to this podcast based on my new book Global Nomad. I am Dan Mayur. In this series of episodes dealing with people, places and politics, I discuss some of my experiences and the fascinating stories that I have encountered during my travels in various parts of the world. Traveling, it leaves you speechless and then turns you into a storyteller. So said Moroccan traveler Ibn Battuta some 700 years ago. How true. So come join me as we travel the world from Asia to South America. In this episode we explore the ruins of the great Vijayanagar empire that was based at Hampi in South Central India. Hampi. What is Hampi? All around the world there are amazing tourist attractions, natural and man-made. In this regard, India is particularly blessed because it has a wealth of cultural and architectural treasures that few other countries have. One of those treasures is Hampi. Now, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think about India? It is the Taj Mahal, of course. However, in its historical significance, Hampi is to South India what the Taj Mahal is to the north. There are of course differences. The Taj Mahal is a well-preserved single building. It is the jewel of Muslim art in India. On the other hand, Hampi is the ruins, the ruins of an entire city, not just one edifice. It was once a massive complex of palaces, bazaars, houses and temples. While the Taj Mahal represents Islamic culture, Hampi reminds us of what was the stronghold of Hinduism. The name Hampi comes from Pampa, the ancient name of the river Tungabhadra on which it is located. In Hindu mythology, Pampa is the daughter of Brahma, the god of creation. She must have really shocked her father because she was a devotee of Shiva, the god of destruction. Legend has it that Shiva married her because he was pleased by her devotion to him. The Taj Mahal stands for love, art and beauty. Hampi symbolizes bygone power, control and wealth. Today, Hampi is an impressive wasteland. I call it the Pompeii of India. It also reminds me of Angkor, the famed city in Cambodia. Of course, Pompeii is 2000 years old, Angkor is 1000 years and Hampi just 500. You see in Hampi the ruins of the mighty Vijayanagar empire that lasted for about 250 years from the middle of the 14th century to the end of the 16th. At its peak, it was the second largest and the richest city in the world and described as the best provided. Today, it is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and Time magazine has recently declared it as one of the top 50 must-visit places in the world. So, on one of my recent trips to India, I made it my top priority to visit Hampi. On the recommendations of a friend, we hired our guide, one Gundappa Rajagatta, a slightly built man, 40 something. 
he had thick eyebrows a huge smile a heavy kannada accent a teenager's energy and a professor's knowledge of the history of hampi hampi is situated halfway between hyderabad and bangalore the vijayanagar empire was established here in 1336 by the brothers harihara and bukka of the sangama dynasty gundappa told us an interesting story about this he said that once the brothers were on a hunting expedition and saw an unusual sight their dog was chasing a rabbit when the rabbit suddenly became all brave and turned around to challenge the dog now the dog is on the run and the rabbit is hot on his pursuit upon hearing this their guru vidyaranya tells them that the place is very special and asks them to build their capital there they called it vijayanagar the city of victory gundappa continued the vijayanagar empire rose to prominence as it successfully thwarted repeated islamic invasions its rulers fostered developments in the arts and intellectual pursuits they invested in agriculture waterworks roads and temples the city prospered and attracted traders from china and persia and portugal it reached its prime during the rule of krishna devaraya between 1509 and 1529 at its peak vijayanagar ruled all of south india and pushed the muslim invaders back to the north this period is considered as one of the golden eras of indian civilization but as it almost always happens empires come and go vijayanagar declined after a major defeat in the battle of talikota in 1565 Until then it was so powerful that it took four Islamic sultanates Ahmednagar Bidar Bijapur Golconda working together for months to defeat loot and destroy Hampi The empire lasted until the mid 1600s that is around the time when the Taj Mahal was being built and Shivaji was born in Maharashtra Hampi is located in a no man's land It is not convenient to access by plane or train. Private car is the primary option to get there. So that is what we did. Took a car from Belgavi. The road to Hampi is wonderful with lovely scenery all along. As we got closer to Hampi, the geology seemed to change dramatically every minute, every kilometer right in front of our eyes. The sight of this terrain is amazing. I was simply overwhelmed by the gigantic boulders scattered all around on scraggy hills in mounds of various sizes red and yellow stone in horizontal layers and vertical formations in irregular shapes some balanced precariously over one another and randomly spread out I thought an earthquake had just taken place India's diversity in its people and cultures is well known. Equally amazing is the variation in the land itself, in its topography and topology, from the Grand Himalayas to the serene backwaters of Kerala, and from the dry deserts of Rajasthan to the lush Gangetic plains. I think the diversity in the people comes from the diversity in the land itself. In the Hampi landscape, 
The huge rocks resting on and supporting one another looked like gymnasts forming a human pyramid. When I saw that, I thought of the boulders of Sedona in Arizona and the Garden of Gods in Colorado. I mumbled to myself, how on earth such a landscape ever got created in the first place? Gundappa had a ready explanation. If you are a person of faith like him, you will love this. Hampi is a major center of Hinduism and a true delight for mythology buffs. The free roaming of Hindu gods here sanctified the area thousands of years before the founding of Vijayanagar. The 7,000-year-old epic Valmiki's Ramayana is divided into seven kandas or books. They deal with the major events in the life of Rama. Balkanda, Ayodhya Kanda, Aranya Kanda, Kishkinda Kanda and so on. The Kishkinda Kanda is about Ram's visit to Kishkinda Nagri, supposed to be right here near Hampi across the river Tungabhadra. It is where the monkey kingdom of brothers Wali and Sugriva was located and Lord Ram stopped here during his exile while on the way to Lanka in search of his kidnapped wife Sita. It is also the birthplace of Hanuman, the monkey god and dedicated disciple of Ram. He met Ram and brother Lakshmana here. And the battle between Sugriv and Wali also took place here when Wali, the elder brother, tried to claim the whole empire and banish Sugriv from the land. The boulders are the rock they threw at each other. Ram helped the good guy, Sugriv, to win. There you have it. In another version, these boulders are what Ram's army of monkeys had collected for constructing the floating stone bridge to Lanka. Now this place is a little too far from Lanka and I have no idea how the stones got here and what they were doing here. But then, these are the ways of gods. Like Greek mythology, the Hindu mythology is replete with innumerable deities possessing unthinkable powers of creation and destruction. Geologists offer an alternative explanation of the boulders that suits the scientific mind. According to them, Humpy's landscape is one of the oldest exposed surfaces on Earth. Unlike most of the mountain ranges in the world, these boulders were not formed because of any volcanic activity or disruption in Earth's crust. They were parts of gigantic granite monoliths. Millions of years of erosion caused them to crack and split. Some of them crumbled and formed the boulders that make this place look like the lunar surface. To me, the sight of this terrain is as stunning as the history of its ruins. You are listening to a Global Nomad podcast. I am Dan Mayur. In this landscape are scattered centuries-old ruins of beautiful buildings, arches, stone columns, and high platforms. Some are flattened, others are still standing, but in various stages of dilapidation. But it is clear from the expanse of the place that an entire city existed here with grand palaces, temples of various sizes for deities like Ganesha and Shiva and Vishnu, large bazaars, spacious public areas and private residences. Much of it is gone now, 
leaving a ghost town behind but it is enough to give you an idea of the remarkable wealth and expanse of this place in these surroundings stands tall a gorgeous gopura characteristic of south indian temples it dominates the landscape it is an incongruous site in the middle of nowhere gundappa drew my attention to a bunch of monkeys comfortably settled on the ledges over the entrance gate this is the gopura of the great temple of virupaksha the three eyed shiva that is the only active temple in hampi built in the 7th century way before the vijayanagar empire it has survived all the destruction around it just outside the temple are the remains of a columned structure more than half a mile long it was the first strip mall created by man and the longest ever gundappa told us that it was the world's biggest bazaar of gold and silver stationed inside the temple's gigantic courtyard was a super smart elephant to greet and bless the visitors i know he was smart because he gave his blessings by gently putting his trunk on your head only after you gave him a 100 rupee bill that he promptly handed to his owner if you didn't come up with the money he totally ignored you as he did to me of course this has always been the tradition of indian temples and godmen all over this country religion is supremely transactional here no dinero no blessings the hampi ruins have some 500 monuments scattered around a wide area of 25 square kilometers it is an open air museum it takes at least 3 to 4 days to see it all but the most important parts besides the virupaksha temple like the vitthala temple the royal complex the elephant stables and the queen's bath all can be covered in a couple of days so gundappa worked out a perfect plan for us for the brief time we had at noon we took a break at a local tea stall even in december the midday sun overhead was unbearable life seemed to have come to a total standstill around us but energetic gundappa continued to walk and talk with childlike enthusiasm he has been doing this for 20 years day in and day out with tour groups from all over the world you can't do this without pride and dedication everything around us was so calm and quiet except for his intense monologue today some sculptures and idols of deities here still remain intact they include the imposing monolithic statues of lakshmi narsimha and lord ganesha but the vitthala temple complex was my most favorite its breathtaking architecture is characterized by beautiful hallways towers and pavilions one of the highlights is the stone chariot a replica of the famous original in konark another attraction is that of the mystical musical pillars each pillar depicts and represents a musical instrument the pillars are functional components supporting the structure but when touched they give out seven musical notes from each of the instruments they represent suspicious of this apparent miracle the british went on to cut a pillar to see if there was anything hidden that produced the sound of course they found nothing and the columns still remain a mystery
Another thing I found fascinating in the Vittala temple complex is a contraption called the King's Balance. About 5 meters tall, it forms an archway-like stone structure. As the story goes, on special occasions, the ruling kings were weighed here with gold and precious stones. That treasure was then given away to the priests of the temple. After the temple visit, Gundappa told us something that really amazed me. He said Hampi was not just defeated and destroyed by the Muslims in the 17th century, but it was totally lost and forgotten. A dense forest grew over the entire city. It was only accidentally that Robert Sewell, a British historian, stumbled upon it late in the 19th century. This is much like the discovery of the Ajanta caves by a British army officer. In fact, the temples of Khajuraho and Angkor Wat were also similarly lost, forgotten and eventually uncovered by European explorers. What is the most beautiful site in Hampi? It is not the ruins. It is not man-made. It is the beauty of mother nature. The sunrises and sunsets are truly spectacular in the big skies and wide open spaces of Hampi. An ideal location to catch the sunset is near the Virupaksha temple from atop an adjacent hill. Gundappa rushed us there saying, "Sir, sir, please hurry up. You must see this." I still see it vividly. The spectacle of the radiant orange ball of the sun setting on the horizon between the silhouettes of the domes of the Hampi ruins in distance. I just cannot forget it. As the sun went down fully and darkness enveloped the surroundings, it seemed as if a grand show was over with the final drawing of the curtains. Hampi is a never-ending vista of beauty. It evoked an unmistakable sense of intrigue and mystery in my mind. And yet I felt a profound peace. A certain calm descended upon me. Incredible India. I heard myself muttering. And before I realized it, my mind was occupied by curiosity. If there was a time machine and if we could go back to the old vijayanagar what would things look like what would life be like in the glory days of the empire that night i could hardly sleep i kept on imagining and thinking about the bygone days what was life like then this gundappa character must be a mind reader i did not know but he already had a plan for us in the car back to our hotel he said sir tomorrow we are going to a special place you will see of course everything was special to me there and i was in no particular mood to talk i was still mesmerized by the sights of the day i said nothing a business group called orange county has developed a fabulous resort on the outskirts of Hampi. It has the answer that I was seeking. And that is the place Gundappa had in mind for us to visit. It seems to be designed to give you a glimpse of what the empire's luxury might have been. It is a palatial hotel complex with residences fit for royalty and services to match.
its catchy name evolve back after showing identifications and registering our names at the fort like entrance we drove on a stone paved boulevard through a park with blooming flower beds reflecting pools and dancing fountains that led us to a complex of ornate buildings their windows and arches were elegantly illuminated creating the effect of a wealthy american neighborhood during christmas time it was a dreamland in rural hampi in the middle of nowhere the manager on duty took us through the arched hallways of high ceilings past the vast lobby with a huge decorative rock at the center he took us through the majestic inside court to the plush dining hall the elegant library and the well equipped recreation room and finally to the regal chambers for hotel guests there are 46 suites designed with vijayanagar architecture at its luxurious best some had private swimming pools all had terraces or balconies and giant in room jacuzzis private bars and chandeliers and overall furnishings with the decor of the best of the bygone era but what is a place like this without an army of your own staff of course there are private butlers and valets for all the suites after all india is a land of servants every suite had its own this was a true glimpse of the lost splendor this is the way to live i said to myself a minor detail here starting tariff for the smallest suite only 50000 rupees per night and then going up to 60 and 70000 and more depending upon the room and the season but that was then a few years ago now i am told the prices have almost doubled so maybe more than a lakh rupees per night this boggles my mind the fact that such resorts exist in india and that people actually go there in a remote place like hampi a small town of dusty roads that run alongside farmers fields lined with ramshackle guest houses and grimy outdoor restaurants a jumble of tin and plywood but i suppose this contrast is the hallmark of india is india a poor country no it is not there are pockets of extreme wealth concentrated in some places in some hands the progress of india is visible in its malls offices apartment towers and the shining cars in big cities like mumbai and delhi bangalore and kolkata but to me the more impressive part of the real wealth of the country is in its historic gems hampi is only the tip of the iceberg india is full of such gems let us preserve promote and enjoy them You have been listening to Global Nomad. This is Dan Mayur. I am delighted that we share the passion for travel, exploring places and knowing people. Let us build together a community of enlightened travelers. Join me for another episode of Global Nomad next week. So long.